0: Attention, please. Stop walking while I'm squawking. All
1: aboard. Hi, everybody.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Oh my gosh.
1: Adam. Everybody,
0: drum roll, please. That's, that's as exciting as I get. I'm just going to get to it. The one, the only the self-nominated fan favorite of Gen D <laughs> Kim <laughs> is back with us this week. Hi Kim.
2: Pew, pew, Play, pew, everybody, pew. Please everybody, <laughs> please sit down. Sit down. Hi. So sorry. Hang on a second guys. I know. I'm excited too. And y'all paid $35 to be here, but I need—I do need silence for a minute. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be back. Sorry. I did sell tickets for charity. I'm excited. Kim, they are obviously joke. excited. I don't care. You've, it's not a you've joke. You've done this joke before.
0: Nobody's there. Nobody's there. I, it's the people in your head.
2: Also, are you charity? I have the charity? three jokes. Just let me have it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Aren't I? Aren't I? <laughs> Always.
1: Yes. Guys, fan favorite, as you said, Adam, self-anointed fan favorite, Kim Moffat is back. She's back, baby. And she is here to hang out with us this evening. She has... Recently just gone to the Universal Studios Nintendo World with me, and we figured we should do a whole review of this brand new section of the theme park. Um, so that's what this episode is. We're the going to give park. you a review. The other park. We mm-hmm. as often we refer to, it to the Universal as Parks.
0: The other, that other place, The other park. The lesser. Yeah. Yep. The not as great, but we're going to talk about it.
1: Yeah. It's not as great, but it's not bad. You know what? That should be its slogan. It's not as great, but it's not bad.
0: Do you know I've still never been? (laughs) I've never been to Universal Hollywood.
2: Oh. Universal Studios Hollywood. It'll do. That's our motto. (laughs) It'll do. It's fine. (laughs) Just go. No,
1: actually, this is going to be an episode where we are going to tell you, like, why maybe you should consider going to Universal Studios Hollywood, because there's actually some really good things there. And Kim and I go a lot with our close friends, the same crew, the two Sierras and Carly and Ryan, unpaid intern, and uh, Sierra's boyfriend, Josh. We all go as a big old group, like, at least once a month to Universal. Mm
0: -hmm. So we've always talked about going to Universal. Like, every time we come back out to California, we're like, we should build in a Universal day. And then it just never happens because we'd rather spend all our money and go to the Mouse House. But – um. We have been to Universal, Florida. Mm -hmm. So, and I have experienced that. Granted, we did go like height in the pandemic when you had to wear masks outside and, you know, stand six feet away. And they squirted hand sanitizer on your hand before you got on every single ride. But like, so we have not ever experienced Universal in like normal operating times, let alone Universal Hollywood. Like the one goal I have is to actually go for Halloween whore nights some Ooh, year. Oh yeah. Universal Hollywood. Yeah. But that'll happen at some point. So I'm super excited to have you guys here to talk about it. Like Kim, to get your honest down to earth perspective <laughs> on Wait, everything. Mine's not gonna be down Mario to earth. Woman.
2: You think mine's No, not I'm a I'm a woman of the people. As uh. my crowd <laughs> will tell you, I'm a woman of the people. <laughs> oh no.
0: <laughs> it also sounds like there's an airplane taking off at your house right now, Kim.
2: That's I don't want to be too specific because people do show up to my door, but I do live very close to an airport. It's She's a right. private airport, yeah, that so Van Nuys,
0: that Van Nuys uh, airport. It's exactly yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> Good guess. Oh, that was a guess. It was hundred percent a guess. Hey, stop about that. that so I,
2: I'm right there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe like because I haven't been. Maybe Dana, Kim, talk to us about like give the overview of universal Hollywood like the the high level overview and like I feel like the Super Mario World just kind of like this new addition to universal Hollywood just kind of like popped up yeah it felt like it came out of nowhere so yeah t- I mean yeah. tell us yeah
1: well to start we should say that universal Hollywood is right smack in like kind of between the Valley and Hollywood itself, right off of Barham. It's attached to NBC Universal, the studio lot, which is really cool. There's a working movie studio lot and a theme park mashed up together. It's cool from, like, an overview standpoint, as I'm saying, but as somebody who has worked on the Universal lot, not cool, because you have, like, screaming and theme park people. And as a theme park goer, also not cool, because it's limited in its space, which is why... It's really a half-day park where that's kind of what it gets famously known as because they're trying to mix both together. But Universal Studios Hollywood is like a three-leveled theme park where there's a lot of different sections that's been built on the side of a mountain. So this might be the only theme park you ever go to where you are going to spend half of your time riding some of the longest escalators in your life.
2: But you, crazy. Adam, you'll love it because we get beer escalators or i uh, sorry. Escalator yeah. beers. Beer. I mean, Esca- yeah. Beer you escalators. Get, get it's crazy. Beer.
0: beer escalators. That's amazing. They're just giving you a beer <laughs> on the escalator. Yeah. I messed um,
2: up. No, you get an escalator, a beer at the top <laughs> and then you
1: ride. What is it? Four or five escalators. Three. It's three very long escalators
2: down to the I thought the it was four at least. It's three. It's a lot. It, you're there for a long That's what, time. That's
0: Kim, you think it's four because you have an escalator beam. <laughs> so therefore, you do think it actually is four escalators. So it always amazes me every time I would drive the 101 into Hollywood, mm-hmm. and you pass through this, and you just see Hogwarts, like, mm-hmm. towering above the Hollywood Hills. <laughs> Yeah, Um, Universal.
1: So we should explain what is at Universal Hollywood. So when you first walk in, they have their kind of version of their main street, which is like a little Hollywood land, lots of shops. They've got a cool fountain that has like set people like you see somebody with a boom mic and a camera and it looks kind of very movie backlot vibes. So then once you go in and to the left, they have a. Kind of Secret Life of Pets section, which has the most adorable ride, which is the Secret Life of Pets ride. It opened up last year, and I love it. It's adorable. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you get into the Despicable Me section. So they have a Despicable Me ride. They've got the Super Silly Funland, which is adorable as well. So it's like the faux theme park that they go to in Despicable Me. And it has a really cool water feature section. So think like a mini water park inside the theme park. Mm. As annual pass holders, we love it in the summertime. We always bring a swimsuit for Ray and change her in the dressing rooms there. And then she has like half a day to play in the water park, which is Really neat. Fun. Yeah, I know. And then over on the other side, they've got, and this is in the, quote, upper lot section, they have the Waterworld show, which is incredible. And, yes, it's Waterworld, a movie that was, like, universally panned, and nobody really likes it. But they've got this cool water stunt show, and I think it's the best thing that Waterworld has given us and it's been around for what <laughs> 30 years, but and it's never changed, but it's a great show. It doesn't need to change. Then you also have the Simpsons section, which we all really like as far as like they've got good tacos and they've got Is that like
0: the same as Universal Florida? It is. is it's it's is the
1: it's same, insane? it's the same, but it is a little bit smaller, and then they've got the Simpsons ride, which is identical. Also in that corner, they have Hogwarts. They have the um, not Diagon Alley. The um, what's it called? Kim helped me Hogsmeade. Out here.
0: Hogsmeade.
2: Thank Hogsmeade. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Kim. Yeah. Adam did nothing. Kim helped. Adam did nothing. That's classic. Uh huh.
0: I said it first. How dare I, you? I, okay. okay. I well, that's
1: sexism. <laughs> Hogsmeade. Um, and they of course have the Hogwarts ride that they have also in Florida. Um, and then they have the- Which
0: ride do they have? Just the Hogwarts?
1: Just the Hogwarts one. Just the- Yeah, it's the Hogwarts one. They don't have
0: camp. the Gringotts ride?
1: No, they don't. Um, they don't have that they, and they don't- They do, though, have that other ride. Yeah, I'm about to get there. The Hogwarts ride is what they have. Then they have the flight of the Gryffindor or Griffin whatever, the Hippogriff. Hagrid one. But they don't have the big Hagrid's motorcycle ride. So they don't mm, have, that have two or the Hagrid's ride, y'all. I've never done that it. That
0: Hagrid's ride. It was- it was good. It, I mean, it was, we did it a couple of times. We went on that trip and it was, that was something really cool.
1: Yeah. I hear great things. So that's all the upper lot. And then there's two sections of a lower lot. On one section, they have the studio tour, which is a hour long experience. And this is unique to Universal Hollywood that you won't find in Florida. This is a giant, like what? Three tier bus, not three tiers, um, three train bus maybe more maybe it's like five or six trains but maybe more yeah it's a long big old thing it takes you a whole hour to do you have a tour guide who talks through a lot of movie trivia and movie fun facts about the backlot and then they also simultaneously like show you clips of people like oprah and jimmy fallon talking about the backlots and things that they've filmed all around universal studios
0: it's an hour long
1: yeah, you
2: want to explain why it's an hour long, Kim? It is at least an hour long. It can be an hour and a half because uh, it's that long for a couple reasons. The reason that the time varies is that it is taking you through a working movie studio so you can get stuck behind productions or other carts. Or Although, fun fact, if you are working on a production, like a TV and movie production at Universal, your golf cart that you're zipping around in cannot pass a studio tour cart which has got to be it's not even uh, cart it's a train it's, it's a studio train, train a tram, really yeah and uh yeah. just thinking about that annoys me <laughs> I, I would hate it but um, <laughs> you go through it is
0: feels like very very inside uh studio worker problems yeah. such
2: an inside like i can only guy. imagine trying to like <laughs> rush between like the production office and stage and getting stuck behind this tram and having to like text somebody like i'd be there but uh, um, it is that long because you go through the back lot area and they put on like little shows in the back lot area, like the um, water comes through and like floods out part of it. Um, and then you also go through different things that are built specifically for the tour. So you go through one area and you, your car kind of the tram parks and then it's an earthquake. And then you go through another one and the tram parks and then it's this. Fast and the
1: Furious ride. If you've done the earthquake ride in Florida that they don't have anymore, it's essentially still in existence at California where like it shakes and rumbles your tour tram and like there's fire and water and it's supposed to simulate an earthquake clearly from 1994. It must be the Northridge earthquake because they have not updated any of the set pieces and it looks Mm -hmm. so early nineties. It's, like a relic
2: as seen in the episode of Bones, yeah. I liked it. The I like that episode one right time is. anybody like has that episode. shot something
0: there, <laughs> yeah. Can I just say that this sounds like a carbon copy, or was Disney the carbon copy at MGM Studios when they had the backlot tour that literally mm-hmm. took you into a thing with fire and shaky things yep. and water? And it was Disney's idea was that Orlando like MGM was supposed to be a working studio? Was this like What came first, the Universal Backlot Tour or the MGM Studios Tour in Orlando?
1: Adam, I think that should be a whole new episode devoted to that story because it's a sordid history with Michael Eisner and him hearing the pitch of Universal Studios when he was working at a different movie studio and then taking the job at Disney and immediately being like, we're making a Hollywood-themed theme park in Florida. And so there was this whole Universal and Hollywood Studios wars as they opened the doors at the exact same time. So which one came first is hard to know. But my understanding is this Universal Studios here in Hollywood was the first one. So I'm going to give it to Universal. They don't get much let's give them something folks i think i think this one came first they also another fun one that they have is they still have amityville from jaws so you can still see bruce the shark and he comes out and attacks so does what's his name from psycho norman oh, oh Norman he, doesn't he come out Norman Bates for Bates Motel. They have the Bates Motel him. there. And he comes out and he tries to slash at your tour tram as you go by. So there's some of those little I want things. that
0: job. I know, right? That is the job I want. If I worked at Universal, I want to be Norman Bates chasing down tour trams with a knife. Okay, California is where they have... Jurassic World, right?
1: Okay, so that's on the other lower lot. So let's say you've just done the tour tram. You've already taken two escalators down to do that and just spent an hour. Now you got to take those two escalators up go up to the upper lot, go back down now three escalators. So again, you could have a beer in this whole 30 minutes it's going to take you to ride escalators. And you get into the (laughs) third section of the lower lot at Universal. And that is where you're going to find the Transformers ride, the Mummy ride, and the Jurassic Park ride. And now you're also going to find the Nintendo
0: world. Here's my big, big, big question I need to know. What happens when the escalators break down? That's a great question,
2: and I'll tell you what it made me think of. Um, There are stairs right next. There have to be stairs, obviously. So there are stairs the length of it. There's also an elevator. And as everybody knows, everybody in the world knows, I broke my toe and had to be in a wheelchair at both parks. We did an episode about this. And I wanted to take the elevator down to the lower lot, and they told me it was half an hour. Half-hour wait. Get wait. on. Are, no, not to do wait. Where the strollers go? Not, not to wait. They they put them on the elevator They're not or the escalator. They're not supposed to, but they have to. So it takes half an hour, no wait, to get put on the elevator, to take the elevator down, and then the elevator comes out at a different spot, and then you have to go to where the escalator would meet you. And all of that mm-hmm. takes half an hour.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Somebody didn't plan this out too well. Nope.
2: Nobody planned, like, as far as ADA goes, nobody planned Universal. And it's not going to change because, no. like I said earlier, this entire theme park is
1: built on a mountain. So mm-hmm. they can't really do anything more. And the other half, the lower half of this, is where the movie studio is. So they don't want to get rid of their sound stages or their backlots. So they're kind of just at the mercy. This is not the park if you're in a yeah. any sort of ADA compliant vehicle or a stroller. You're not. Don't bring a stroller. Don't bring little kids to this park because yeah. it's.
0: You just need not like work. they need like a ski lift.
1: Yeah, they really do. I mean, do.
2: luckily, the lower lot is not super kid-friendly. So if you have a little yeah. that you want to mm-hmm. have in a stroller, you're not missing it. Besides that, yes, besides the awesome Jurassic World play area that Ray loves.
1: Yeah, there's actually a super cool, not as cool as the Dino Land playground, but like a smaller version of that that exists at, right next to oh. um, Jurassic World.
0: Okay, so all that sounds cool, but I like big new shiny things. So tell me about Super Mario World. Because all I know is that it appeared one day, I saw it show up on social media, and I was like, what is this? This looks looks cool. And at first I thought, did they open an entire Nintendo theme park? And then I was like, oh no, this is at Universal. And that is literally the extent of my knowledge about Super Mario World. And now I need to know everything. And you both have been there.
1: Do you want to start, Kim? It's cool. Oh, no.
0: Okay. Thank you, Kim. That's, Kim, that's Kim is done
1: here. Yeah. Guys, why is Kim <laughs> your fan favorite? Because like, really I told them i so. struggling
0: to understand.
1: She's not. It's Andrew. You know what? As an aside, we are going to do that's an fine. episode. You know what? How, what does Andrew think? Andrew is living in Europe for the next three months. But when Andrew comes back, I want to do a head-to-head Kim versus Andrew Ooh. podcast episode and see how they both can
2: duke it out.
0: Like, test your knowledge. It'll be like a full game show.
2: Yeah. Oh, I don't have any knowledge. knowledge. This this is just for looks. There's nothing going on up here. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew has knowledge. He does. He has a lot. I'm
0: hoping Dana can give a little more color to what's actually at this uh, new part of the theme park, as opposed to Kim just saying it's good. So, Dana, tell me all about it.
1: So when you first, and I want to be clear, Kim and I are annual pass holders at Universal, so we were able to go to a preview. It officially opens in a couple of weeks, so the end of February, anybody who's going to Universal can see Nintendo World. But right now, they're having an allotted, like, short window of time. So when we got there, and again, it's just to the right, the entrance is just to the right of the Jurassic World section. We got to walk through the tube, the Mario tube that's all in colors, which was so, so cool. It really transports you into a Mario world environment this is also my just quick PSA that if you're not a super Mar super Super Mario fan that's okay it's still just a really adorable mm-hmm. land yeah you can become an honorary fan even if you aren't familiar with the game as much because how can you not it's just so incredibly immersive. I would liken this to Harry Potter or Star Wars as far as the like every inch of the place feels like you are literally inside this game.
2: Yeah, you really can't see anything else in the park like you can in other areas of the park. You can be in the Simpsons area and see the Despicable Me. Like, you're just kind of in sections. But here, just like you're saying, you feel like you just can't see anything else. You're there. Yeah.
0: And the photos you sent me, Dana, it really reminded me a little bit of how Two Town was at Disneyland. Like, mm-hmm. where they put up, like, the big backdrops and everything else where it makes you really feel like you've entered. The cartoon
1: environment. 100%. That's exactly accurate. So when you walk in and you come out of the tube, then you get to see that, you know, there's the big princess peach kind of sign up above you. And then you are in it. You see the, like... You know, the Goombas, those mushroom guys with the little funny feet. You see them walking around, Yoshi. They're all in these different levels and they're animatronics and they're constantly moving. Oh, that's cool. It's exactly like the game. Super Mario, Mario Kart, whatever Mario iteration that you have played, it, it exists there, which is so, so cool. The what are those like big blocks that go boom and they just keep falling down? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You see them with the funny faces, the cactuses that sway and, like, hit you. Um, they don't hit you on you know, in, the, in the land, but you get to see them moving and everything. I have a concussion. Um, What's the
0: fun in that? Uh, they like, knocked me cold, cold out. out.
1: <laughs> um, so inside the land, there is technically only one ride that you can go on. There is one restaurant, and then there's a series of different games. Real quick, we didn't do any of the games because there was like a 20 minute wait for each of the games. So we focused on the ride. Like and
0: carnival games?
1: Mm-mm. We would, we can't tell you. We didn't do it. But I think it's more like a video game style. They are also touting, yes, they're totally touting like their version of a Magic Band Plus, which is a Nintendo, I don't even know what it's called, like a Nintendo Universal band. Yeah. And it only works in Nintendo Land. And you get to walk around. And use your wristband to, like, get star points. Exactly like in Mario, you know, when he hits the star box. Yeah, yeah, You can get those. And then the amount of points you get in the day makes your character win. And there's, like, the main characters. Mario, Luigi, Yoshi, Princess Peach, I think. Bowser, I think. What's the mushroom guy's name? How much
0: is that band? $40.
2: $40. $40. Mm -hmm. Can I give you a pro tip? If you don't want to buy the band, like, if you don't care about playing the games – you can still be in the land and go up to these. So you have the band on and then there are bricks all over the place and you want to like hit the band against the brick and that'll give you the points. You can still just as a normal person, run up to the brick and hit it and it lights up and it's, I didn't know that it was going to be so fun Kim, to do it.
0: Kim, that's called vandalism. <laughs> no, uh, vandalism. I mean,
2: they kicked me straight out, but I did do it. <laughs> no, I like, you hit it, you know, there's, it's like soft enough. It's, it's meant for that. So you can bop it. I did it. Sierra Leone took yeah. a great video of me. Cause I'm so short. Just run it up to one and like <laughs> bopping it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we will put it up on the podcast on the Instagram.
2: So you guys can see. highly it. recommend if you don't buy the band, at least giving that a shot. Cause it's fun. We went with our
1: friend, Allison Mertzman, who is the um, travel agency owner adventures with Alice in Wonderland. And she had bought one. So she, we got to watch her do it and we'll post a little bit of video so you can see her doing it as well. And it, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. If you love Mario, but again, like any magic band or any of these bands, it's very gimmicky. So then we went on the ride, and we ended up doing single rider because the line was already an hour. And let me tell you, folks, if you do not have a child with you where you can break up your party, that is the way to go because we were on that ride in, what,
2: five or ten minutes' time? Mm-hmm. It oh, was wow. so fast. And it's not a ride where you, like, want to talk to your friend. It doesn't matter. Like, you, do the single rider. It does not matter that you can't
0: talk to your friend. So, okay, back up. What is the ride? What's it called? What's the premise of it? Give us all that.
1: I'm going to start by saying that we are going to spoil this ride right now. So if you don't want to know how this ride operates, then you might want to skip forward about five minutes. But the ride is the Mario Kart game. So when you go on this ride, it is like A little bit of it's all Mario, but I would throw in a dash of Toy Story Mania as a good comp to kind of tell you about the interactive play and a little bit of Web Slingers as far as the interactive play. However, this ride just blows those two out of the water. It is so cool. The technology is incredible. So when you're in line right before you get on, instead of it being 3D glasses like those other two, they give you a visor. (laughs) So it's like a hard hat style visor that looks like Mario's hat. Um, You attach it to your your noggin. And then when it's time to get on the ride, it's four people to a car. So two in the front and two in the back. And once you're seated, that's when they put the um, detachable glasses onto your visor. In this moment, that's when everything comes to life. So now you're looking through like a 3D screen. And so everything becomes an AR situation, augmented reality, where you are seeing the physical objects of the game and you're also seeing the virtual objects of the game. You have a little steering wheel just like Mario Kart in front of you with two buttons and you get to shoot all of the little turtle shells, the green and the red turtle shells, to try to knock out other people in Mario Kart or eventually Bowser. You're trying to shoot him up and get him, you know, get him gone. So it is the game Mario Kart in ride form and it is awesome. We'll talk about the seating in a second on this, which is not entirely awesome. But the ride itself is, I think it's on a track. I
2: actually didn't even pay attention if it's
1: track or trackless.
2: It is on a track because I remember thinking, oh, bummer. It's going to be a track. Mm -hmm. And I, I was so excited about the idea of like riding a Mario Kart ride. And it's going to be on a track. So like, I know what that's going to be like. And it's going to be cool probably, but not as cool as I want it to be. And I was wrong. It is. So cool.
0: (laughs) Does it go fast? Like, Does it do like a test track type of thing at all or something like that?
1: No. 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 But you do get to ride, and this is, again, another spoiler, you get to go on Rainbow Road. The ultimate Rainbow Road that everybody loves. It's towards the end. Instead of going physically fast like you would on... Radiator Springs or Test Track this is like the Rainbow Road is going behind you virtually but you do get the acceleration feeling which is really cool and that's also the end of the game where you're trying to score the last of your points Mm -hmm. you have a star and you also have your, your turtle shells that you're shooting out so you do see as you go via your window visor thing that's in front of your face you can see your score as you go the entire time and that is where it's a little bit like Toy Story Mania because mm-hmm. you can compete yeah. against your your party and see who wins. It's really fun. How long is this ride? Pretty long. I would say it's probably yeah. comparable to about five minutes in length, maybe a little bit more. But you really do go through all the iconic And to me, it was very Nintendo 64 vibes, but you go through all of the Mario Kart iconic scenes from it, which Mm -hmm. is really, really great. You do battle Bowser. You battle a lot of them. You see the ghosts. I mean, just all of it. It's all in there. It is definitely a ride that you want to do multiple times because you're not going to catch it all in that
2: first time.
0: Did you get all the 90s feels?
2: Oh, 100%. (laughs) The lighting of it and everything is so well done that – It is a track, but you don't notice. Like you, it puts you in these different lands. They do such a great job. See,
0: I'm gonna be very curious, Dana, for you to compare this versus Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind after you ride Cosmic Rewind. Because I think from what you're saying, it sounds like a lot of the elements that are in this Mario ride. Mm-hmm. are similar to things that they incorporated into what they did with Cosmic Rewind. So I'm really curious to see what you think of that when you do write it.
1: Okay. I'm excited to tell you. You Do you score points in Cosmic Rewind?
0: No, you don't score okay. points in Cosmic okay. Rewind, but you get amazing music. But I think yeah. the idea of incorporating a track with screens that don't feel like screens, I think that, part of it, that new like almost that mm-hmm. uh, not VR, I guess, sort of augmented reality, but not really like that like weird, like in between virtual reality and yeah. reality. <laughs> I don't know. What do you call that? AR anyway, augmented that space, reality.
2: Life, man.
0: Yeah. So their their way of doing it is, and life. Oh. So it's cool. <laughs> How many times did you get to write it? Just once or did you do it a few times?
1: So we were only in there for a two hour window because this was the preview. Okay. Because we did the single writer, we probably could have done it a second time, but we just did it the one time because we really wanted to go eat at the restaurant which is called the Toadstool Cafe. Ooh,
0: yes. Tell us about that. The
1: Toadstool Cafe is adorable. I don't know if this is going to stick, but at least for the preview time that we were there, we had to make a reservation before we even entered the Mario Nintendo world. And so we had a set time, even though this is a quick service restaurant. So- it's not table service, mm. but we did make a advanced reservation. What Kim, like ten minutes, twenty minutes before we went into the Nintendo World.
2: Yeah, and you just have to keep refreshing because there weren't any times available when we got into the park, and then as we were getting ready to go in, somebody canceled. There were a, yeah. a bunch of them actually opened up. I was pretty surprised, like a bunch of different times. But,
0: huh. yeah! So tell us about the food and tell us about the restaurant. What was it like?
2: The restaurant was adorable. It's called the Toadstool
1: Cafe. You walk in, they've got screens everywhere. And Toad, the little mushroom guy, he is your chef. And he's like doing tutorials in his like gibberish language of what he is making <laughs> you, which is so, so cute. We had already eaten earlier, so we didn't get a full meal there, but Kim and I split a couple of things and Allison got the caprese salad there. All of the things on the menu, the the hamburgers, the spaghetti, the salads, and then their desserts and sides, Everything looks like a Mario game or a Mario character, which is so, so cute. Even down to, like, the Parmesan crust croutons on the salad looked like little tiny uh, mushrooms from the game. We ended up sharing the mushroom-shaped garlic knots, which were delicious. Like I said, Allison's caprese salad was adorable and very Mario. And then the outstanding thing to me was we got a dessert that was the tiramisu and it was in the question mark box from the game. Was it really? Yeah. So the sides of the question mark were shortbread pieces. And then inside was the tiramisu with a little bit of whipped cream on the top and a white chocolate gold coin like you get in the ride. It was so good. Like it didn't need to be as good as it was, but and it had a little raspberry drizzle on the side. I think it's one of the better desserts I've had at any theme park. And I get so tired of the like cupcakes at Disneyland that have just a boatload of frosting on it or the gray stuff. And it's all just very sugary and synthetic tasting. This did not taste that way. This tasted like a real premium dessert. Uh, I don't know how you
2: felt, Kim, but that was my opinion. I thought it was really well done. It tasted so good. The garlic knots were awesome. They could have been a little bit more garlicky for me, but as far as just like probably that's not for everybody. So they were a really, really good garlic knot for that. I will say, though, I I told you this, Dana. So there's like appetizers and salads. That caprese on the menu looked like a fine caprese. But when Allison brought her plate over, it was like, oh, that's a good looking. Don't be don't be nervous yeah. about the picture because it looked really good.
1: And she really liked it. She said it was a more vanilla y vinaigrette on there that she wasn't expecting, but it worked.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. You know, I feel like The way you all are describing this, it's like they're giving Disney a run for their money when it comes to the theming and the new attractions and everything else. No?
2: I will say that they are. Oh, yeah, they really are. Food-wise, I don't think they are. I think what we had was good. What I will say, though, is that the three mains were a hamburger, a chicken sandwich, or like for the adults, or spaghetti and meatballs. It might change. The host said it might change, but... Right now, the three mains there are no vegetarian options. The only vegetarian oh. option for like beyond desserts or salads is a kid's spaghetti without meatballs, mm-hmm. which I was bummed about. Yeah,
0: I will say Disney has definitely. I every time we're back at the parks, I am impressed having mm-hmm. a vegetarian husband. Super impressed with how Disney has incorporated plant based options. Yeah, like I remember when Kurt and I first went to Disney World together. The plant-based option was a Caesar salad at every restaurant. Yeah. Fast forward quite a few years later, every single restaurant has really good plant-based options. Yeah, yeah, like tasty, good plant-based options. So, but in terms of the theming and the ride, do you feel like they're kind of? keeping Disney on their
1: toes a little bit. Yes. I'm answering that before you even finish your sentence. This is, they came to play. They were like, we see you Disney. We see all of what you're doing at Avengers campus. And we raise you in Nintendo land or Nintendo world. It is really well done. The service there was incredible. And Taking it a step back, Kim and I go to Universal enough to know that the food is their biggest weak spot at all of the theme park. Compared to Disneyland, they don't have very good food in any section. And I think that this is some of the best food and the best service we had ever had. Even it being a quick service place, and I I assume they're going to keep this going for a little bit, they had the line where you ordered your food and then instead of you just doing a free for all and fend for yourself to find seating in their section. They had you wait until a table was ready and then they brought you over. A server brought you over. Oh. They checked on your meal, they would take away your tray for you. So it was it was a quick service but it had a little bit of a dining sit down dining vibe. It's
0: like an elevated quick service.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And inside the restaurant itself, it reminded me a little bit of like what I've seen of the Disney cruises because they had this big dome that had like screens all over it. And so now you're inside Mm. the toadstools like layer and it's so cute. And they had screens all around the sides and every like 15 minutes, I think it was Bowser who would show up and they would all get scared and it would get dark and stormy and then it would get light again. So it was really (laughs) fun that they had like a whole narrative going all around you, which is adorable.
0: So I want to go back to the ride. Yeah. Because this has kind of been in the news and we we teased that we we're going to talk about this. The actual ride vehicles, because there has been a recent constant complaint from a lot of the parks that these newer rides, the ride vehicles are not as accommodating to every single person and every single body type mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. they used to be. So I think this centrum this we, were, we were just talking earlier about the new, which we're super excited to go ride when we get there in April, the new Tron light cycle ride at Magic Kingdom. But the complaints are already that people of a certain size, and it's not that big on this one is what they're saying, cannot fit in the seats. And that they have to wait for the plus size seats on some of the train cars, on some of the coaster car, whatever you want to call them. To be available. So there's like an additional, like they're doing cast member previews right now. And there's like an additional 30 minute wait to get one of the larger sized seats on the special train. What I've heard, and I want you guys to tell me because you've done it. Universal's kind of gone the same route with the Mario ride and with Secret Life of Pets as well. That if you're of a certain size, you're not riding this ride. Mm
2: hmm. Yes, those rides. And also we have friends that are really tall. So Mm -hmm. they have a hard time riding Hogwarts. We have friends that are uncomfortable, but able to like make it work on mummy at universal. And yeah, I think it's size Mm. 20. So we're not talking like it's size 20 that can't ride on the, the lap won't close on the Mario ride, which is really surprising. And unnecessary, I feel like. Going
1: back to Mario, what I recall is when I was getting onto this ride, it is – and I am a petite person. It was, like, cumbersome for me even to sit down in this seat because it is way low. Like, think when you're getting onto Space Mountain at Disneyland and it's it's a real deep – yeah, you really got to climb in there or Matterhorn. It's like, this is also the same in the sense that you're just like, oh, I got to really step in here. And I also, I got goosed by this ride a little bit. I don't know about you, Kim, but they have one of those like leg separators in the middle. And so I started to sit down and I was sitting down on the leg. I was like, oh, hello. Um,
2: and so just... And then you sit down and you see the Super Mario thing. <laughs> hey. <laughs> What's the price <where's> of admission?
0: <laughs>
2: no, I didn't get that, but it suctioned a little bit. You gotta sit deep. Like think like a hot tub seat. It is deep. Yeah. So, I just yeah, don't
0: it, understand yeah. in the world we live in and the inclusive environments that we are trying to create for all people, mm-hmm. why these parks where I mean, let's be honest. There's some very plus size folks who frequent all the parks all the time. Why would you not create ride vehicles that can accommodate all sizes? And why, with these newer rides that they're making, are they restricting sizes? Like, it's kind of, it's an interesting thing.
2: I don't know. I I feel like that's a whole conversation about who's developing the rides and, like, privilege of body types that are developing these rides but it is super frustrating it's a bummer because these rides are not that fast you can make a slight argument for something like harry potter or something like the mummy where you are going faster harry potter you're you're upside down at one point in the ride so you do have to have an overhang for that so you can kind of a little bit understand it but there's no like real argument for it for mario and especially for pets You're just not going fast enough that you don't have some sort of accommodation. And you're talking about Mm -hmm. on Tron has wider seats that will allow everybody to be able to ride. And having to wait half an hour is not right, but at least those exist. Yeah. Those don't exist on these other But rides. why would they
0: just make
2: that's a great question. Yeah. I, I don't know. When I went through pets in the wheelchair, I had a hard time even just going through the line portion of it because it wasn't planned out for a wheelchair. It was somebody said this is physically wide enough for the wheelchair that works. And they didn't plan out like let me sit in a wheelchair and go through it. So I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. It's a bummer. Yeah.
1: I think that my guess is, I mean, I have to imagine they've done, I want to give Universal and Disney credit at least that they've done. I'm hoping that they've done their homework and figured out how to make seats accommodating. I'm wondering if it's also on the opposite spectrum that if they make these seats too wide in a certain size that any of their like children riding this could slip out mm. so i wonder you know a, a child a slim slim body like they must have to also do you know both sides of this spectrum here of making sure somebody can't fall out of their seat restraints but at the same time none of us are nine years old riding a roller coaster and you know, don't have that body size. So I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. You know, appreciate the fact that these rides are starting to make some of like we're talking about some of these carts that are going to have a plus size frame for them but it sounds like they just need to have more of them or maybe make some sort of seat that can adjust for every body that sits in it.
0: Well, and this is also, I mean, these are the parks that, you know, just a few months ago, the CFO from Disney made the comment about smaller portion sizes that were being served at the restaurants and said, maybe, you know, she, they made some comment that maybe this does our guests some good to have smaller portion sizes. (laughs) Like, These insensitive comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember this?
2: I I I didn't know anything about this. this. I I didn't know anything about this, but like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I paid for it, right?
0: When I'm at the parks, I want to eat what I want to eat. That's absurd. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I will give Disney credit. Disney, I think, as an able bodied person who had to three times go through the park in a non electric and then twice in an electric wheelchair. So, you know, having a very small experience, I will say that I think Disney does a better job. They built, you know, their fantasy Mm -hmm. land rides, their older rides do have smaller turnstiles. They have smaller, but they, as they've built new, they have built accommodations and, and built better. I think that they have done a better job. Agreed. Yeah. And specifically
1: Disney World. I think Disney World has done an even better job because it's newer Mm. and they just have been able to accommodate more. But California Adventure is also new and they're able
2: to accommodate that. What's your cat doing, Kim?
0: Oh, well, she's (laughs) just. Just look up and there's like a cat flinging around in Kim's back. She heard
2: me talking about ADA regulations and she's actually writing her thesis on it. So she was just uh, taking Mm. notes and then wanted Uh, to pull up one of her school books. Yeah. That's her focus. Right now, which I think it's really cool. Very yeah. smart cat.
0: Well, yeah. Well, look, this. I want to go see this. I. I. I need to go to Universal Hollywood. Period. And I need to go experience it. We need to come back there to do it and just enjoy the day and have escalator beers and ride up and down escalators and do this because I know. Kurt really, really, really wants to go on the Jurassic World ride at it's, Universal. Uh,
2: we didn't even um, talk
1: about it. It's the best ride there. I know. It's so incredible. They've really mm-hmm. done such a great refurb of that ride, but in general, it's my favorite. It is a great drop. You get to see so many cool dinosaurs. There's a really epic battle right before you drop it's just the best ride so highly recommend it i also want to mention like i'm going to plug myself here i don't think we mention this very often on this podcast but i also book universal studios florida and california so if you are looking to book i can always give you price quotes for either of the universal parks
0: Here's a universal question because I'm familiar with Florida. And speaking of when you like put your travel agent hat on, sure. We've talked about like Florida, how we think it's worth it to book the deluxe hotel because you get the Mm. express pass with it at Florida. Universal doesn't really have any hotels at Hollywood, do they?
1: Good question. No, they don't. They have the Sheraton. They've got the Garland Hotel where they are, like, affiliated. But think of it kind of like everything at Disneyland. They're, quote, off property, even though they're associated and you can get, like, um, transportation to and from. Universal Studios Hollywood does not have for anybody any of the, like, get in early to the parks for 30 minutes or an hour. If you want to buy the Mm. Express Pass, you can. You can buy it day of. I don't recommend it because this is a half-day park. You, I guarantee you, you will ride everything you want to ride by 2 o'clock in the afternoon if you got there at wow. 9 a.m. So it's not, in my opinion, worth that price tag. But uh, there are some hotels that I can get you quotes for that are in that area. The Garland is my personal favorite because they do have free transportation. And it's just a genuinely lovely hotel they've got the front yard kim i don't know if you've been to the front yard with oh before, yeah like
2: highly recommend a really good i, I don't restaurant. know the garland as a hotel yeah. but the front yard is great book with dana she knows Yeah. dana does everything yeah. for us but book with dana she's got you covered <laughs>
1: See, this is my girlfriends, we go to Disneyland and we go to universe all the time and what I never share here is that I also just plan everything for them. So they get my free tra- travel agent mm-hmm. services every time we go to Disneyland cuz I've booked
0: <laughs> just all charging the stuff. Them. You really should.
2: I should. Okay, you know what Adam? No one needs this attitude like, right now. No, nah, Adam.
0: Guys should all be frankly you all should be pooling together and paying for Dana's magic key pass. Oh, <laughs> so thank you for God. all the
2: planning. Adam, shh. you're so pretty. Shh. No, no, that, no. That is, I think if you, I if, hate it. All,
0: if all of you pooled together, I think that would be the nicest thing for you all to do for all the planning Dana does for you.
2: It would arguably be the nicest. I'm going to agree that it would be the nicest thing. I'm retired, so I'm on a, but someone else that would be so (laughs) nice of them to do it though. (laughs) One of your precious Sierras. Hey, speaking
1: of Sierra, Sierra Jones, I will say this, Adam, you know, when I went to Disney world in May with Kim and Sierra, they ended up paying for my California grill dinner. Which is also Aww. probably the equivalent of a magic key price <laughs> because that's an expensive <laughs> <Basically>, meal. <yeah. laughs> but yeah. they, they did that because I planned all of that trip and they did not have to do it, but it was the loveliest gift I've ever had from them. So, but
0: see, now Kim, you set the precedent and now you all have to pay for it. I'll
2: buy you some key, Taco Bell. It's only fair. I'm retired. And Listen. And
0: also <laughs> our tickets when we come out to visit. There we go. Oh, he's, how
2: dare you? He's tacking on things. So you're coming like, out. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing. What I'm hearing is that you're going to hey, be here. Hey, I
0: gotta, <laughs> I gotta protect Dana. I'm here to protect Dana and make sure her needs are met. And what do you think I'm doing? That's what we're doing. So <laughs> I had emotionally, so. not
2: fiscally though. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, truly Dana like nailed it. As far as like the planning for Disney world. First of all, it was nice. Cause one, we didn't have to plan anything, but then two, like not only was it that we got the experience of not having to plan anything, but like, Dana planned such an A-plus, just excellent trip for us. It was so great. Her and Sierra had the loveliest time, and I loved third wheeling.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Sierra and I had our honeymoons week uh, because we shared all of the meals together. And I think we shared the bed most of the time together because we were in a... Uh, yeah. And so Kim was like, I just feel like I'm on your honeymoon because we'd get we'd sit down at a restaurant. and I'd be like, ooh, I really want to try this braised short rib. And Sierra would be like, me, too. Oh, you want to split that in a salad? And then Kim would be there saying, well, I don't eat meat. So thanks, guys. Yeah. So we, we and then Dana like,
2: will be like, Kim, it's, it's going to be the same price. It wasn't the same price. Yeah, <laughs> I need him. He can be, we can be on a honeymoon together also.
0: Yeah, you and Kirk could be on your vegetarian honeymoon together.
2: Oh, he's so cute. Aw, God love us. Yeah. You guys us will make a cute couple. <laughs> really?
0: Well, look, Kim, always, always a pleasure <laughs> to have you share your insights <laughs> and your in studio audience that's in your head with us. Uh, <laughs> they're here
2: physically. <laughs>
0: always. You
2: guys, they, they're saying uh-huh. thank you to me, yeah. but. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll sign, oh, we'll do all the yeah, grass later. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry,
0: Adam. Yeah, yeah, on that note, can we get rid of her now? Or are we done? Y- yeah, we ideally. can.
1: I want to plug real quick. I want to plug that <laughs> if you guys all love fan favorite Kim, you got to go listen to her news podcast. She does like a six minute yes. news podcast daily called Here's What's Happening. Did I say it right, Kim? Yeah. Here's What's Happening. And it is awesome. Just genuinely, it's my favorite podcast besides our own, Gen D., Here's what's happening. Kim gives you yesterday's news, basically, that you can hear top of the morning. And it's just kind of the quick bites of news. And as somebody who hates watching the news, I can't stand it. It makes me depressed. I really like listening to Kim's podcast because she just tells you kind of the basic facts. And she throws in a little bit of those Kim-isms, the, the jokes it's like, and stuff.
0: It's like the better version of The New York Times, The Daily.
2: Guys. Exactly. Thank you so well, nice. Yeah. We try. I'm not going to buy any magic no, keys, I but I We're do nice. appreciate this. That's really nice. Thanks, guys. Oh, dang it. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't go listen.
0: Look <laughs> that plug. Anyway, Kim, thank you. I'm excited to come out there and do this. I guess I got to, like, stop talking about theme parks and go back to the day job.
1: I guess so. No. No. N- never. We keep doing never, this for never. a while. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again, Kim.
1: Thanks, guys. Have a great week, everyone. See you next week.
0: Bye.